Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 17th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. We pray to you, O Lord, you hear us in the morning. At sunrise we offer our prayer and wait for your answer. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. O Lord our God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have poured out your grace upon us and claimed us as your beloved people. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to love and serve you always, and to love and serve one another, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 97 and 147, verses 12 through 20. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 27 through 36. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 36. And Luke chapter 20, verses 41 through chapter 21, verse 4. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 97. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around God. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Fire goes before God and consumes God's adversaries on every side. The Lord's lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt melt like wax before the Lord before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim God's righteousness, and all the peoples behold God's glory. All worshippers of images are put to shame. Those who make their boast in worthless idols, all gods bow down before God. Zion hears and is glad, and the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgment, O God. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. The Lord loves those who hate evil. God guards the lives of God's faithful. God rescues them from the hand of the wicked. Light dawns for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to God's holy name. Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for God strengthens the bars of your gates. The Lord blesses your children within you. The Lord grants peace within your borders. The Lord fills you with the finest of wheat. The Lord sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool, God scatters frost like ashes, God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? The Lord sends out God's word and melts them. God makes it God's wind blow and the waters flow. The Lord declares God's word to Jacob, God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. The Lord has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. Praise the Lord. 
From 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 27 through 36. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the, Lo- Thus the Lord has said, I reveal myself to the family of your ancestor in Egypt when they were slaves to the house of Pharaoh. I chose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to offer incense, to wear an ephod before me. And I gave to the family of your ancestor all the offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then look with greedy eye at my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded, and honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choicest part of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore, Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your family and the family of your ancestors should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, Far be it for me. For those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be treated with contempt. See, a time is coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your ancestors' family, so that no one in your family will live to an old age. Then in distress you will look with greedy eye on all the prosperity that should be bestowed upon Israel, and no one in your family shall ever live to an old age. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep out his eyes and grieve his heart. All the members of your household shall die by the sword. The fate of your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed one forever. Everyone who is left in your family shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread, and shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places, that I might eat a morsel of bread. From Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 36. Peter continues, You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently (coughs) that our ancestor David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. 
For seeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured out this that you both see and hear, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. And from Luke chapter 12. 41, or chapter 20, verse 41, through 21, verse 4. Then Jesus said to them, How can they say that the Messiah is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? In the hearing of all the people, he said to the disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have their best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearances say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So we have a continuation of the story of 1 Samuel. Um, And first I'd like to say I have no idea why this prophet um, came out as a, like, Kentuckian Baptist preacher. But, you know, that's that's just how it came out of my mouth. So anyways, um, this prophet comes to Eli. And we remember that Eli's son, Hophni and Phinehas, are misusing their, uh, their position and their title as priests. They are taking advantage of the people they are taking advantage of the women who are who are serving and by taking advantage is probably they are sexually abusing them Eli has come to them and said you shouldn't be doing this but that's about it he kind of gave them a slap on the wrist so this prophet comes and says in no uncertain terms things could have been great for you god wanted to to set before you this wonderful priesthood and this sort of dynasty after you. But that's not going to happen because you can't keep your household under control. So here's what is going to happen. Not a single person in your line is going to live long enough. Actually, one will. One will live long enough to see all the rest die and grieve. Your family line will live in poverty. They will ask of the one that God is going to raise up. In fact, God has already started raising this one up. They're going to go to that one to ask for just a little morsel of bread just to to get by. 
there is a severe consequence, not only for Eli's line, but it seems that the whole nation of Israel are going to be deeply affected by this, these choices that Eli has made that Phineas and Hophni have made as well. God does not take these things lightly. But God also is at work, right? Every, all, all of the hope is not tied up in Eli and his family. God is raising up even now. Um, spoiler alert, it's, it's Samuel is, is kind of the, the beginning of that. Um, God is lining up blessings for God's people here um, and raising up a leader who's going to be after God's own heart and eventually is going to lift, lift up a king after God's own heart. And that is what we will see, but there is some very severe consequences. There are a couple of signs that these things are going to happen, as God has said, and one of them is specifically that, that Hophni and Phinehas are both going to die, but on the same day. That will be a sign that this is all um, the way that things are going to be. So this is a very challenging word, a, a word of of um, not hope, right? A word of sorrow, um, harsh words from God uh, for Eli. And we'll see where those go. Then we have in Acts, we have a continuation of, of Peter's sermon. And he goes from quoting from Joel that this was all supposed to happen in this way to now God has been planning all of this together, right? God, from the um, definite plan and foreknowledge of God, they crucified Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. God knew that this was going to happen all along. In fact, this was always God's plan. We just were too dense to, to really figure out what was going on. Through Christ, Peter says, God is bringing the salvation um, this is the one that, that David had talked about, um, the one who is seated at my right hand. Um, that, is, that, that God is going to lift up to this sort of place of, of um, honor and glory. He says, I will tell you. Our ancestor David was wonderful. He was great, right? More is written about David than anyone else in the Old Testament. However, David, he's dead. Moses is dead. Isaiah is dead. But this Jesus, who you crucified, he, he's very clear that the, the blame belongs to this, the Jewish people here, of whom he is one, that... Um, Despite that, God raised Jesus from the dead, and he now is alive. David is not alive anymore. Moses is not alive anymore. But Jesus is alive. So that is the, the end of his sermon, and we'll see what the response is for that. Then we have from Luke, Jesus is speaking again, um, sort of at, over the, the heads of the, um, the Sanhedrin and the chief priests and the, and the scribes and everyone who are around him, he is saying that, you know, what, it, what about this whole thing about David? David said, I say to my Lord. We assume that he's talking about the Messiah, and yet he's talking about the Messiah as his Lord, not his child, but someone who is above him. So how does that work? 
how does draw the lines for me? How do you make sense of that? Um, he can't be just his son. There's got to be more than it. He's proving from their scriptures who the Messiah is actually supposed to be. And again, he is very critical of those who are in religious power at the time. He says, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace, like to have the best seats of the synagogues and places of honor at banquets, right? They like that prestige. They like that place of power. But what do they do? He says they devour widows' houses, right? They buy them up. They, they kick them out of their only home so that they can have money for this great institution of the temple, this great institution of church, right? They, they're more worried about their own safety. They're more worried about their own comfort. They're more worried about their own security than about the people who are hungry and challenged and poor and, and destitute and dying around them, which doesn't sound like anything in particular that we might know of around us, right? Um, then he sees all of these rich people, all these wonderful people. They're putting their gifts into the offering. This, there was this great horn where they would give their offerings. And they're making, we presume, a big deal out of it. Oh, look, I am giving this big sack of money and laying it in. And then there's this widow who lays in two copper coins, all that she has to, to live on. But she's giving it freely, volunteering it so that the temple might be enriched, so that God might be glorified, because she's been told that that's what that's for. And Jesus calls everyone's attention to this one person. Not the many people who are calling attention to themselves, but to this one person who is sort of just giving her offering and then she wants to kind of fade into the background. He says, this woman, this woman has given more than anyone else because they have added their abundance. She gives out of her poverty. Mm, there you go. Those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and gather our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we give thanks. We thank you for being with us today and for every sign of your truth and love in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for all works of Christian compassion. the good earth that is our home. Examples of wisdom and righteousness. Energy and strength to share your love. each new insight into your grace. People of God, for what else do we give thanks?
We give thanks that Bill is continuing to recover. Gracious God, we remember in, your own, in our own hearts the needs of others that we may reach up to claim your love for them and reach out to give your, your love in the name of Christ. Especially we pray for Orthodox and Coptic churches. Those subjected to tyranny and persecution. Those who are outcast or strangers. Those who offer welcome and hospitality. The renewal of those who despair. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Olga, our cleaning tech who has some health concerns. For James, my grandfather, who is uh, having some issues after his surgery. For John, a friend of Bill's who's just lost his wife, Jan, and is having a reaction to a vaccine. For Tom, a friend of Sandy's son, who has cancer. For Joy, a neighbor of Debbie's, who also has cancer. For Diane and David, who are continuing to recover and having health issues. And for Barbara. For all those who are on our ongoing needs, who have ongoing needs, who are in our hearts and our minds. God of all who worship you, make us one with all your saints and with any who are in need. Teach us to befriend the weak and welcome the outcast, that we may serve the Lord Jesus Christ and live to offer him glory. In his holy name we pray, amen. And we continue using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible using the daily lectionary readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Go to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information, and we will see you next time. Bye.